Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hello, and welcome to episode number one, our very first podcast. I am so excited to be sitting behind the microphone and spending time with you. I know there are so many other things you could be doing, so believe me when I say that I'm honored that you have chosen to check out this podcast and to spend the next few minutes here with me. I want to start out this first podcast by briefly sharing my story with you. In case this is the first time you have heard of Grieving Parents Sharing Hope, which we call GPS Hope, or myself, I want to be upfront and say that I am someone who has a belief in God, and I know there are those who are listening who either don't, or maybe they're angry with God, you know, all kinds of emotions that go on with that. So please believe me when I tell you this is a safe place for you. There's no shame or judgment in where you are in this journey and your relationship with him. So I hope you stick with me so that I can prove to you that I mean what I just said. Now let me start out with um, how I got to this place. Our daughter Becca, she's the oldest of five children, but when she was three years old she was diagnosed with cancer and she went through nine months of chemotherapy and had her little left leg amputated. Several years down the road, it was discovered that one of the chemo drugs that was given to children at that time caused heart damage. So she was tested, and yes, she had moderate heart damage, and that heart damage escalated when she got married and became pregnant with her first child. And I won't go into the full story because it is very lengthy with all of her medical issues. Uh, the bottom line is that she eventually needed to be put on the heart transplant list, but she wasn't healthy enough for that even. And so they call it a bridge to transplant. They gave her a VAD, a ventricular assist device. It was a heart pump that ran the left side of her heart. And for the next year and a half, she was in and out of the hospital. She had a good dozen ambulance rides. She had three medical helicopter rides. One was from a stroke that she suffered. One was from sudden cardiac death. The pump had been removed from an emergency procedure. Then she she did have sudden cardiac death, so she was medevaced for that, survived that. She had septicemia at one point towards the end of her life. She kept living and surviving miraculously beyond what the doctors really thought she would. And that was kind of the story of her life, was surviving when she shouldn't have, living through things. She was really a a miracle girl. So I was actually very blindsided when on October 12, 2011, her heart just gave out. She was up in the hospital. She was going to be dismissed the next morning. It was a routine visit for her, and her heart just quit. If you are interested in reading a little bit more detail about her story, you can do that on our website, and I'll give you that address towards the end of the podcast. As far as the podcast itself, my plan is to have topics that we're going to spend several weeks on, 
and then we'll have a few episodes where I'll come in and talk to some guests and then we'll dive into the next topic. So if you have someone that you think would be a great guest for this show, Grieving Parents Sharing Hope, be sure to email me. You can find our email address in the show notes or I'll give everything, all this information at the end. So with that, we're going to get started with our first topic. And I want to ask you, are you struggling with unforgiveness? The interesting thing is that sometimes what I have discovered is that as grieving parents, there are some areas that we know that we struggle in or maybe that we have chosen to forgive and it's not a struggle anymore. But then we discover there is another area that we didn't even realize we are walking in unforgiveness and we don't even realize that that is an undercurrent that is continuing the anger and the bitterness and the darkness so this really is a very big topic because most of us do struggle with that in at least one area after the death of our child like I said I have met a lot of parents who didn't realize it until it was actually brought to their intention I believe so strongly in uh, how needed this is within our grief that I actually teach an entire workshop on the subject of forgiveness, and I call it the many facets of forgiveness. And so what we're going to do is today we're just going to talk about forgiveness kind of as a whole, and then each week we're going to dive into a specific area. The foundation of forgiveness needs to be laid for you to be able to start rebuilding your life because if you don't take care of that first, you are at high risk for a crash down the road. It's a lot like building a house on a sinkhole. You can find yourself with major repairs from unexpected collapse a few years down the road when you thought things were finally getting better. But if you make the extremely difficult choice to walk through the process of forgiveness in your grief and your pain and your darkness, I truly believe it will give you the hope you need that keeps you from feeling like you cannot survive this horrific path you've been hurled onto. One of the things that that is helpful for me, that helped me, even before Becca died, there was a book that came out called The Shack, and it's been made into a movie. And I know in the Christian world it's extremely controversial. But one issue that this book deals with is forgiveness. And in this book, Mac's daughter is murdered. And when he is led to discover where the body is, one of the things that he has has to come to terms with is his forgiveness of the man who murdered his daughter. And it's a choice that he has to make. It's not based on feelings. It's the same with all of us, but he is he goes into this repeating and muttering to himself, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. And so I just want to bring up the fact that it is a process. It's not something that we just make a choice, make a decision, and then everything is fine. You may have to speak out your forgiveness or remind yourself that you have forgiven someone a hundred times a day until it becomes a, a part of you and it, and it may come up later. There are times where we have forgiven someone, but something triggers it, and that anger rises up in us again, right? And so it is a process that we have to walk through. But I do believe that it is something that we all need to do in order to climb out of the dark pit that we find ourselves thrown into after our child dies. Because when you do this, you will no longer be totally disabled emotionally and it will flow over into your spirit. 
And when a child dies, there can be so much unforgiveness, it completely paralyzes a person. Many people, including strong Christians who have known the Lord for many years, have been in ministry, are pastors, find themselves angry at God, struggling or even refusing to forgive Him for allowing their child to die. We all know God could have stopped it, right? And we'll get into that subject on a different podcast. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves for a whole variety of reasons. I met someone just a few days ago who her son had been murdered many years ago. She has forgiven the murderer. She actually corresponds. There were three of them involved in it. She actually um, corresponds, one of those stories that you hear, uh, with one of the men who are in prison. She goes to uh, court with other parents, kind of as as a, not an advocate, but a support system. For other parents who find themselves in court when their child has been murdered, she'll sit beside them, walk with them through it because she's been through it, and yet she still struggles to forgive herself for not pulling her son away from a situation that she was totally unaware of. You know, there was nothing she could have done, There was, but she has a hard time forgiving herself because she feels like she missed something that she should have been aware of or should have done and he wouldn't have died so a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves because we're so full of the what ifs and i should haves right and that can torment us we may also blame people who played a part in the final chapter of our child's life now it could have been directly or indirectly i personally when we get to that podcast i'm going to share a story with you about the the person that I struggle with and it was it was indirect but I do believe that this person actually a doctor had a lot to do with Becca's heart giving out so we'll talk about that I think all of us have been surprised and hurt by family and close friends who seem to have abandoned us when we needed them more than ever I know we tend to have a very strong support system at the beginning but the further down the road we go the more people drop off and the more people think we should be over this by now and yada yada all this stuff I don't have to explain it to you you know exactly what I'm talking about there are traumatic chain reactions sometimes that can shock us I call them the domino effects we'll talk about that there are a couple things that happened to me and my family personally after Becca died that just uh, threw me into a whole nother layer of grief and needing to forgive okay you may find yourself in a place similar to that of my youngest son who discovered that he had to forgive his sister for leaving him I know it sounds terrible but sometimes we are angry at our child who left this earth before we did and whether our child had a a direct responsibility for uh, their death or whether they had an indirect or nothing had nothing to do with it at all and it, it sounds horrible doesn't it that we're angry at our child for leaving us but it's a valid thing okay and we're gonna well we will talk about that as well we are experts at hiding and putting on masks aren't we because people around us they're tired of us being Debbie Downers they think we should be moving on and sometimes we think we should be moving on and we spend so much time and energy making others comfortable with our grief people say hurtful things to us it's it's a a very delicate balance and we're the ones it seems like that walk around on eggshells around the people around us 
And like I said, we use up so much energy making everybody else around us comfortable with our grief. And then we go home and we fall apart and we have no energy left for our family, ourselves, anything. We all know we have no control over what happened. We have no control over what people say to us or how they react to us. And when it's hurtful, a lot of times what we end up doing is hiding our wounds and we really start to bury them deeper and deeper. And as we bury them, we begin to convince ourselves that these wounds don't exist, that people aren't hurting us. But quite often the wounds are still there. And the fruit that comes out of our buried wounds is anger and bitterness and discouragement and hopelessness. And that causes a lot of things in us physically, right? Unforgiveness affects us physically. There are plenty of medical studies out there to prove this. You can go ahead and Google it. Go ahead and research it on the internet. Easy to do these days, right? So let's go to the why question. So often we struggle with that question, why, right? Whether you're asking God why, whether you're just asking yourself why, the air why, whatever it is, whoever you're asking, so often the question becomes why. Why me? Why my child? What did I do wrong? What did I do to deserve this kind of a thing to happen to me? And what I have discovered is a lot of times it's like a child who just wants to argue. There is no answer good enough. What if someone, what if God did tell us the reason why? Would it be a good enough reason? It wouldn't take away the pain, would it? And so the why question is another thing that can bring us a lot of, a lot of torment. I think about how a child, like a teenager, will be told, no, you can't have the keys to the car. And they want to know why. And it's not because if you give them a good enough reason, they'll stop arguing. They keep asking why because they want to argue with you as to why your answer is not good enough. And I feel like we're the same way. We just want to argue as to why the answer isn't good enough because we're in so much pain and it hurts so much and we just don't understand it. So what I suggest is that there's a better question than why, and it's the question, how? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to get out of this darkness? How, God, are you going to walk with me through this? How are you going to help me to even want to live again beyond the death of my child? Because I think we can all admit that when our child dies, it feels like we died as well, right? Something inside of us dies. And most of us are not suicidal, but we just don't want to be here anymore. We don't want to live anymore. And so we can begin to ask God, how? How are you going to get me past feeling this way? How are you going to help me want to live again beyond the death of my child? How is this going to, how are you going to help me get through this and come out of this suffocating darkness? If you can let God off the hook and stop asking the demanding why questions and kind of turn that corner and start asking him how, then it opens the door for him to be able to give you the peace and the comfort that we all desperately need when our child dies. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden the pain is going to be gone, right? And that it's all of a sudden going to feel bearable. But you don't have to choose between leaning on God or falling apart. But you can lean on God while you fall apart. 
we're going to have, like I said, an entire episode about this issue of forgiving God. But if you can loosen your grip on it even just a little bit in the meantime, um, it would be very helpful. I'll just say God is not my crutch. He is my wheelchair. I could not get through this without him carrying me. And I don't know how anyone does that myself. There is something that we can learn from an elephant, believe it or not. When an elephant, we don't see it as much anymore, but like when you see a circus, there might be a big, huge elephant, a couple of elephants tied up to just a, a stake in the ground, something that we know that that elephant is so big and powerful and strong that they could just yank that up. Or they're tied to a, one of the tent pegs, and you think, my goodness, that elephant could just yank that thing and trample everybody, start running around, pull the tent down, whatever. We're amazed at why is that elephant just stay there? Why does he just stay there? And what I discovered is that when an elephant is a baby, the trainer will take a chain and connect that baby elephant to something that he cannot get away from, a big tree, whatever it is. And that baby elephant will spend days and weeks and even months pulling on that chain trying to get away. And he will pull and pull and try and try. Well, eventually this baby elephant gives up. He knows, I can't get away. I might as well not even try anymore. And once that baby elephant stops trying to get away, the trainer knows at that point he can take anything, a rope, and tie it to anything that that elephant could easily get away from. The thing is, that elephant has convinced himself that he cannot get away, and so he no longer even tries. And that is a picture of us with our unforgiveness. We will tell ourselves that I can't forgive. I am stuck in this trap. I can't forgive. And that's just not true. If unforgiveness is a trap. It is something that keeps us from being able to move forward and getting out of this darkness and so I really want to encourage you that it isn't that it's impossible to forgive. It's that we won't forgive. Now, I know in the very early days of grief, and especially if something, you know, has, has happened, a senseless, totally senseless death so that someone was, you know, uh, involved in with uh, the death of your child, I'm, I'm not condemning you or judging you in any way if you are saying, I just, I just can't forgive that person for uh, what they did that killed my child. It is a process, and we have to get to the point where we are ready, where our hearts are ready. But there will come a time, and you will know when that is, and you may be there already. I don't know. But there will come a time where you will find yourself saying, I can't forgive, and something inside of you tells you that it's your anger and it's your revenge, your bitterness 
that is what's telling you that you can't forgive because you don't want to let go of those things. And sometimes we feel like if I forgive that person, it means that what they did was okay to my child. And that is so not true. We'll talk about that in the podcast where we talk about forgiving others. But I just want to say that it is possible to get free of this. It is possible to forgive So just remember that God's specialty is bringing life from death. This is the Easter season as I'm taping this podcast. It's all about resurrection life. And that is God's specialty, is bringing life from death. And that includes your own death that you experienced when your child left this earth. God wants to meet you and heal you of these wounds, but you need to be willing to give them to him and stop holding on to the patterns of bitterness and unforgiveness that you may have been walking in. Believe that God is big enough to release you from your pain and unforgiveness and to make you whole once again. I'm not saying being the person you used to be, but there is a wholeness that can come into your life. And I have learned that pain and peace can live in us together at the same time because pain is in our soul. Peace is is in our spirit. So we can have those in us at the same time if we allow God in to be able to do that. So let him carry you out of your darkness back to a place of hope and light and life. And even if you've decided you don't believe in God, or you're not ready to let him off the hook, it's still important to choose to forgive those in your life you need to forgive because it's going to give you the foothold you need to climb out of the pit of darkness. It is the foundation to your healing. And when I say healing, I'm not talking about everything's okay. There is an undercurrent of of grief that when I talk to other parents, I have been on this road for seven and a half years. I have talked to parents who have been on this road as long as 30 years or more. And they say the same thing. It's like this undercurrent. It's just always there, kind of like that chronic back pain that you just learn to live around it. You learn how to live and function with that being a part of you. So when I'm saying healing, I'm not talking about you're going to put your child behind you and go forward and life will be great. But what I'm saying is being able to walk towards hope and light and have purpose and meaning in your life again. I know you may feel like I've had parents tell me you may feel that way and you may have gotten to that point and I'm happy for you, but I I never will. I'm never going to be there. Let me just encourage you that you can get to that place. So just hold on. We like to say around here, hold on and have hope. H-O-P-E. Hold on. Pain eases. We don't say pain ends, but we say hold on. Pain eases. Like I said, this first episode of this series has been more about forgiveness itself There is so much more to this, more than most of us realize. So I hope you hang in here with me and come back with me each week until we have finished exploring this extremely important topic because the next few weeks we'll be addressing, like I said, the specific areas that we might need to deal with. So even if you think 
oh, I don't need to listen to that one. I've dealt with that or that's not my problem. I just encourage you to go ahead and plug in and listen anyway because you might find a nugget that is just for you that you need and you may discover that maybe this is something that you didn't realize or there's a piece of it so I just encourage you to come back each week next week we're going to specifically be talking about forgiving yourself so I hope you join us again and if you know someone who needs to hear this give them a heads up and let them know about it I would like to close out today and pray over you Father God, I thank you for this time that we have shared together. I thank you that you offer us the gift of forgiveness, Lord, and that you have made the way for us, Lord. You show us how it can be done because you have forgiven those who, God, you forgave those who put your son on a cross and uh, who cruelly murdered your son. Jesus, you forgave those who did the same to you. And you have just laid the path in front of us to show us that it's possible. And you have forgiven us. In all of our anger and bitterness, we're already forgiven. That was already done on the cross. And so, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us because we don't have it in ourselves to forgive, Lord. We're angry. We're hurting. We don't understand. And so we have to come to you and say, Holy Spirit, Soften our hearts so that we can forgive and we can move forward and live a life of hope and light and purpose in a way that will honor the life of our child. We thank you, God, that you want to do this for us. And so we yield as much as we can right now where we are. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Every week, I want to recognize the birthdays of our children that are coming up in the coming week. I have let people who are connected to GPS Hope know, and I've been starting to get birthday dates in here. I'm keeping track of them. I don't have any birthdays for April yet. If your child has a birthday in April or any time, go ahead and email me and let me know. You can email me at office at gpshope.org. Just tell us the name of your child, first and last name, and their birth date. And then if you want to share that they are forever, you know, their forever age, or if you want to share how old they would be on their birthday this year, let me know. And we will share your child with all of us. And we will all honor and remember your child together. I don't have anything in April, but April is our Becca's birthday, our daughter's birthday. Her birthday is April 13th, and I know that's already passed, but I do want to recognize and celebrate the day that Becca came into this world. So, happy birthday, Becca. There is a song I actually wrote uh, for her birthday this year that actually is for all of our children. It's called I Remember Well. So if you want to find that, it's on our GPS Hope Facebook page. It's also going to be on YouTube probably by the time you hear this, I'm hoping. Um, so happy birthday, Becca. Let me know uh, any of you that have children's birthdays you want me to announce. Thanks so much for joining me today. Look at the show note links for information about what we discussed. You can find them at www.gpshope.org 
slash podcast slash one. So that's podcast one. So remember to put in those backward slashes there and you'll see the show show notes. Um, You can see what we talked about. There'll be links to the things that I talked about. Uh, If you're listening to this in the first five days of April, this podcast is launching April 23rd, 2019. If you listen to this in the first five days, so by April 28th, we want to thank you by giving you a free gift from us. It's a PDF of the first book I ever wrote called Triple Crown Transformation, and it shares some of my personal journey and how I've learned to rise above some pretty dark circumstances that life has thrown my way, including Becca's death. It also includes a bonus chapter on forgiveness that was taken from my award-winning book, When Tragedy Strikes. So if you want to have this ebook sent to you for free, go to the show notes page, www.gpshope.org. I believe it's a backward slash podcast, backward slash one, podcast one. And you'll see a place there where you can ask for us to send you that book. And the last thing I want to mention Two more things. The, uh, for the month of April, all of the books in our store are 20% off. This is because um, April being Becca's birthday, we just want to bless people. So since this is the last week of that, I want to make sure that our listeners know about it. We already price our books lower than what you can get in the bookstores on in our bookstore at on our website so you can check out the books at www.gpshope.org store and be sure to use the promo code becca when checking out that will give you the 20 percent off it's b-e-c-c-a once again this link will be in the show notes and now for the last thing we are going to have a GPS Hope and Healing Retreat. We have done a couple of conferences, but we live in our motorhome now. We, we call it our Hope Mobile. Um, I'll share with that, that with you on another podcast. But in going to all these campgrounds and living the way we do now, there are so many places. It was like, oh my goodness, we just need to bring people to a beautiful place where we can just all minister body, soul, and spirit. Uh, we can just be affected in all three ways and just receive a greater measure of healing and just be together. So we are going to have our first retreat. It's actually in a beautiful wooden lodge in Iowa, believe it or not. It's going to be October 18th through the 20th. If you want information on that, the cost and all the details, go to gpshope.org slash retreat. And you'll find a web page there that will give you all the information. And if you're ready to come with us, it's a small group. It's only going to be 12 people that we can take. So if you're interested, check it out and sign up quick, right? So I am Laura Deal here encouraging you to hold on pain eases. There is hope.